Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I thought it was going to be a better night in Philadelphia than it turned out to be. I thought both Philly teams were going to win. Didn't work out that way in the World Series. You know, it felt like to me the Phillies are going to win that game the whole time, but it didn't happen that way. But it did happen that way for the Eagles. No surprise, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Fly, Eagles, fly. fly no, Eagles not a surprise fly. at all. Good, I mean, I, I, I guess it was a good game for me because I'm a football guy. So I didn't mind watching Jalen Hurts cooking and going to work and mm. Doing some of the things, and and you know, I like watching David. Um, I was calling David Seals. Oh, Davis, Mills? Davis Mills. David <laughs> Davis Mills. Davis Mills. <laughs> no, I said David Seals, who oh. plays for the Seals? Giants. Oh. But Davis Mills, I, I, being able to watch him, a young quarterback, and see where he's at in his career and how he could come along and probably hold off one of these young draft picks that's coming up for for Houston. So I got a chance to just watch it to look at some of those things, to see what type of team I was watching, what type of quarterback was Jalen Hurts. And he was everything I thought he would be. Uh, he did everything the right way, right? He was a 21-27 guy, 200 and some change. Almost everything, Key. Almost two. everything. Lost a fumble. Well, he kept that, the guy hitting me. He didn't see him coming. That's not his fault. But, I mean, in terms of just everything that he could control, I mean, it was pinpoint accuracy. It's just mind-boggling when I watch this stuff and I go back to his draft time when everybody just assumed he was going to wind up playing another position in the National Football League after a short stint at quarterback. It's amazing. Well, so- listen, it was 27 in the end. I wonder if Cooks played if it would have been a one-score game, but 29-17, sorry, that the Eagles beat the Texans, 29-17. And the, the Astros, by the way, won 3-2, to two, making clutch plays down the stretch in the field at the plate. Sorry, Jay. I just wanted to give no, the no, scores. No, no, no. But, so, but the Eagles are now eight and zero. Have you got like you know? At a certain point, you got to wonder. Here it comes. Rob Nikovich was talking about this yesterday on this just in two PM Eastern ESPN. He was talking about the fact that that when you've been when he's been on teams that go out get jump out to a lot of wins early, they're undefeated for a while. When they finally lose that game, it's like the monkey's off their back. You know, it's like they, they finally feel like I don't have to deal with because. The questions start to mount, and then that becomes everything, becomes about this undefeated streak instead of just winning football games. You'd think they go hand in hand, but it actually becomes a distraction. That's why coaches use cliches. That's why you hear players use cliches, right? We take it one game at a time. And for me, I'm not worried about losing a game here or there. Like last night, was it a perfect performance by the Eagles? No. But sometimes you need to find ways to win games in the trenches, man. Like that's what the good teams Learn how to do. So for me, Key, I could care less about going undefeated. It's about winning a damn Super Bowl. And that's the end game. Playing your best at the moment it means the most. Let me ask you this, Jay. You said that they didn't play perfect. What wasn't perfect about their game that no, you saw? No, I'm just saying I'm not perfect in, in the world's eye, Key. I mean, you blitz the Texans by 30 points, mm-hmm. right? You, you blitz them. You blow them out right from the beginning. Like that that's and like, I mean, but you and I, we know like just winning games in the trenches, finding different ways to win games, like that sets you levels apart as well. Look, you're on the road, it's a Thursday night, you're playing against a team that's undermanned, and you're the better team. Sometimes you Short go into week. a fog and you don't get off to a fast start and they hang around a little bit, then you put your foot on the gas pedal, and that's when you pull away from them. Something that happened 
yesterday with the Eagles and the Texans. Again, like I said, 21-27, 250, two touchdowns, no turnovers other than the the turnover that I don't attribute to him because he can't control what the defensive lineman is doing to the offensive line. Uh, I thought he played superb. I thought A.J. Brown did what he was supposed to do. I thought the running game was solid. You know, they got to do a little bit better on the run fits from a defensive standpoint because the young man, uh, Pierce, uh, certainly got his way at times. But the Eagles have given up some ga- they give They've given up some big chunks of yards in the run game all year long. They've got to tighten that up. But I'm fine with winning 29-17 yeah. to and doing what they did. Keep. I feel like the narrative of talking about having undefeated teams is old. We do this every year with teams that win a couple of games. We start going down this path. Can they be undefeated? And, you know, the, the Dolphins and all these teams back in the day have been able to, to do it, right? I, I wanted to tell, – and tell me I'm wrong on this, Key, because you're, you're the football you're expert wrong. on this show. And, and you, you historically <laughs> know a lot of teams way better than I do. Yo, is this the most talented Eagles team ever? Ever? Like, when you look at A.J. Brown – you look at Devontae Smith, like that talent that they have. You look at Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation, should be maybe leading the MVP conversation. You look at Miles Sanders and the way he's playing from a running back position. You look at their defense, bringing Robert Quinn on board, Fletcher Koch. Uh, Cox, you have like five pro bowlers on this defense. Is it the most talented Eagles team ever? I, I, I don't. The teams that I played against in the playoffs, those teams were talented. Uh, they had Donovan McNabb. They had Deuce Staley at the, in the backfield. They had Westbrook in the backfield. The receivers were yeah. <laughs> receivers were not what the Eagles have now. Their secondary was loaded with with uh, with um, Troy Brown and and Bobby Taylor. Uh, it's like Darius Slade and James Bradbury. I mean, all right. They they just... the secondary was loaded. They had linebackers and Levon Kirkland and company. Uh, Hugh Douglas on the defensive line. That uh, this team now that you got me thinking, this team might be slightly more talented because of the receiver position. Their receivers were, I mean, they they were just guys out there with numbers yeah. on as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah, they this- were. They were talented. Those Andy Reid teams were very yeah, you talented. You got a four straight NFC championship. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying no, it pans out to wins and losses or Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, no, they're in the I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying right now, why. I think they are the most talented Eagles team of all time. But, Jay, like, that's, piece why, by piece. that's why I was trying to go in my head, play by player by player, you know, position by position, to think and trying to say. And then I said, that's why I said, because of the receivers, it kicks this team up a notch. You know, versus the Andy Reid team. Let's see how they finish, right? Like, we're still early, but at almost the halfway mark, they're still undefeated. This is Jalen Hurts, Hurts, Eagles quarterback, on being 8-0. I know it's special for the the, the city of Philadelphia, you know, and I mean, I've I've been 8-0 before and and lost the national championship, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just take it day by day, you know what I'm saying? Take it day by day. Uh, we, We haven't accomplished anything yet, you know, and... It's just a, it's a day-by-day thing of us um, trying to grow every day. I think that's truly what it's about. So what do you think, Key? Can they go undefeated? Can they run the table? You know, looking at their schedule, they certainly can. But they got a Dallas Cowboy game coming up. That game in Dallas could be a little bit of a hiccup, a bump in the road. 
But if you look at their schedule and they got Washington, Indiana, a struggling Green Bay team, Tennessee is interesting because they can run the football. One of one of Philadelphia's somewhat, I believe, a little bit of weaknesses. They go to the Giants, which is a divisional foe. With, you know, I would take Philly in that game. They got Chicago, which I would take Philly. Then there's the Dallas game. New Orleans, we know what that is, and they got the Giants again. They could. They shouldn't be. What their eyes on the prize should be is getting home field advantage throughout the playoffs. With that jacked-up Philadelphia Eagle crowd, those crazy nuts who boo Santa Claus from time to time, and those bad cheesesteaks, Pat, they should try to get home field advantage. If they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. If they got to go on the road, not so. Home field advantage for them, they're going to the Super Bowl. Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So Kyrie Irving suspended for five games without pay. Have the Brooklyn Nets handled this the right way? Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Say my name so again, Max. What do you think I said? The, the way you emphasize Keyshawn. Keyshawn. It, it, it wasn't just like Keyshawn. You know, you're like Keyshawn. Oh, he got that swag like that. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And by the way, you can call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Is it, like, should the Eagles be gunning for perfection? Should they be trying to stay undefeated? There is an argument to be made that maybe you just... Get that loss out of the way. Clear it. Not that you're trying to lose, but maybe it makes it easier to win a chip. 
if that's not hanging over your head because it's not a distraction. If I locked up the number one seed and we have two games left, you're going to rest players. My guys. Right. It's right. not even a question, did, did, kid. Right. It's not even I'm a question. To think, I'm trying to think, and I would have to ask Jeff Saturday this unless I pull it up real quick, or ask you guys, maybe you remember. When Indianapolis, the Colts had a chance to go undefeated and, and Coach Dungy pulled the, the, the foot off the pedal mm-hmm. and they went 14-2 and two two. that year. Yep. And I think the painter was the quarterback and not the artist in Peyton Manning, and they wind up losing. Did they win the Super Bowl that year? What year was that, Keith? I don't remember. Something tells me that came before their Super Bowl. I I think that came before, but I could be wrong. But that might have come before they won the Super Bowl. Because they were were on their way to becoming undefeated. Right. They were powerhouse. Some of the players wanted to, if if my mind serves me correct, some of the players wanted to go undefeated, but TD was like, no. And pulled his, you know, pulled them all back. They wind up losing, but I'm wondering if they took that losing momentum into the playoffs because it happens. I remember when the Denver Broncos, I think it was 1998, had a chance to be undefeated, and they went in the, the New York Giants, and the Giants beat the Broncos. And I think the Broncos that year winded up they were 15 and one, maybe 14 mm-hmm. and two, but they went on and, and won the Super Bowl that year. So. Meantime, in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets suspended Kyrie for five games without pay Thursday, dismayed by his repeated failure to, this is a quote, unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs, end quote. With Kyrie later issuing an apology for his social media post last week about a book and movie that feature anti-Semitic tropes. Kyrie had refused to apologize during a post-practice media session earlier Thursday, and the Nets subsequently said Kyrie is, quote, currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Here is some of what Kyrie had to say at the presser. I take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there, untrue. Like I said, in the first time you guys asked me when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So, I'll take my responsibility. So, that was at practice, uh, not the presser. On an Instagram post late last night, Kyrie wrote part of what Kyrie wrote quote, To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. Now, I'm Jewish, and to me, once someone's. Unless you want to do a deep dive into the subtle of his own personal beliefs, including religious and sociological and political feelings, at a certain point you turn the page. I, you know, I, to me, when, the, the issue with Kyrie that we're really talking about here is Kyrie. Whatever other th- point you want to make, if a documentary quotes Adolf Hitler about the Jews as having some kind of wisdom, you should probably understand that's not something you want to amplify, even if there are other parts of it that you like. Uh, I, it would, you know, so that the, I think what people really want to know is, don't you understand that's disqualifying? And if people want to go down that path with Kyrie, have at it. To me, once he says what he said and, and, and released the statement he released, I would turn the page. I don't know if the page will be turned, though. It, see, it seems like to me, and I, look, and, and you know me, Max, I, I don't get caught up in all of the, the, the Kyrie uh, pre-this conversations that he's had or whatever he's gone through with his issues. But it sounds like to me, just from an outsider, that he's apologized like three or four different times, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, it also feels like 
they want people are looking for a certain word to to make it an apology, right? Because he said that clip that you just played, it sounded like to me he said he apologized that he hurt people and all of those things. Isn't that an apology? He's asking. Well, I can't. Yeah, hear you, are you, are, oh, this <laughs> I thought it was a rhetorical question. Yes, it no, is. No, I'm asking yeah, you. To, to, that- yes, to me it is. To me, that's not the issue. I think what people really want is they want to probe Kyrie to find out what he really feels about the whole thing, what's in his heart about it, how he thinks about it, and and but he Kyrie doesn't is doing. It doesn't doesn't sound like he wants to give you that. that that's right. That's right. And and but, but furthermore, Kyrie. When he gets together with the attorneys or whatever it is and releases a statement or the league, and the statement's fine, it's clean, you move on. If you then pursue him verbally at a press conference, at a practice, he may then also reveal something that you don't like. This can go on forever. Well, well, it feels like he's reacting in different ways because he feels like he's being attacked by it, right? I just looking at it from the outside looking in but I just want to read the next line of his statement he said I initially reacted out of emotion of being unjustly labeled anti-semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary yeah I'm good with that that's what I said from the beginning right like I I don't see Kyrie Irving as anti-semitic I see him exploring what is black heritage and a completely other thought right there there is a feeling and I'm not saying it warrants like promoting that kind of stuff. But there is a feeling within the black community that for a very, very long time, there have been a lot of stereotypes and depictions of black people that have been rewarded and applauded in our society that have gotten reposted again and talked about that people didn't need to provide that context. I'm not saying it warrants Kyrie to not give context from the beginning, which he should have and properly articulated himself. But there is a history of that happening where it hasn't caused the same uproar from a lot of people. And I think it has a lot of people still disturbed in that manner. Well, you mean like movies and Oscar award? Yes. Movies key. and things. Exactly that what I mean, key. Yeah. And, and look, uh, and I'm not saying that, but, that makes this right but at no, all. It's just, but, but you have to, it's a separate uh, conversation. That, uh, that, uh, that pent up frustration over time is understandable. But if you, particularly in this country, but if you, like, if you want to point somewhere other than this, like Kyrie saying, I didn't make the documentary. Kyrie, no one's saying you made the documentary, mm-hmm. but you did amplify it, and there's bad stuff in there. Um, you'd have to but, but use okay, an example from, of, from today. I, 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 well, I'm not, once again, I'm not condoning. I'm, just, I'm asking a question. Yeah. Like, but, but, people but amplify crazy stuff all the time rap lyrics rap songs videos that depict negative things i'm not saying that it's the same thing but i'm just saying like it's it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction for a lot of people on what they do on social media no i think this is this crosses the rubicon in a different kind of way i didn't see the documentary at all and 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 don't plan on seeing it right i just can only go off somebody like jay who saw it or Kyrie and listening to him and jay saying that he wanted to to understand his you know, black heritage and, and, and all of those sort of things. Because Adolf Hitler, like you said, uh, Max, was quoted in it, I don't think Kyrie Irving was speaking to that exactly. part of the I documentary. I you're speaking to but that th- that's right. That's why I'm saying what people really want to know from Kyrie is, Kyrie, do you understand that something like that is disqualifying? And whatever but, uh, else you but, like about it, you shouldn't amplify and, and Max, it. For example, Keith. He did say that from the beginning. I was about yeah, to say he Max, about that. He, but it just he didn't come out the way that already. people wanted him to say it. As he kept talking, if you watched the press conference, what I was thinking is, oh, God, if they keep asking him questions, he's going to start to say things in a way, not only the, the, the wording, but also the, the kind of um, attitude that he's presenting it with that people are not going to like. 
because he because he feels a certain way, he doesn't want to be made to apologize, and no one wants to be made to apologize. I would say the analogy would be this: if there was some pro-Jewish documentary, let's say, uh, and I wanted to explore my Jewish heritage, but in it, in that documentary, there were there was a quote. Or, or a supposed quote, it's actually not a real quote, but a supposed quote from the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan about black people. And it was meant to be seen as a wise quote. There's wisdom in it. I would understand immediately. I'm not retweeting this because whatever else in it I think I might like, that's disqualifying. Mm-hmm. That's what people want to know from Kyrie. And, but I do agree with both of you. It seems to me... He has stated that several times throughout the course of this. So if people want to keep probing to find things they don't like, they probably will. Or we can turn, choose to turn the page now because he has issued several apologies. And I just want to say this in closing before we go. The conversation that we have on this show comes from a place of love and understanding, yep. right? Trying to reason. Like, we don't want any part of society to be marginalized. Right. We don't want anybody to talk about any racist tropes at all. Like, we are all brothers on this show and we yeah. defend each other. So, like, but I think sometimes what happens is people hear trigger words and it just creates reaction, Matt, stop with thinking. anger, and they can't talk through the process or the nuance of the situation. Yeah, That's what agreed. we're trying to do. Agreed. I'm not your brother. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but cousin. All right. Cause. I just know you from afar. We're going to be getting back to this all throughout the show. Why, why the biggest Dolphins hater in the media might Key? be. Oh, Key? did you see his head snap up when what? I said that? I'm a Keyshawn? What? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN2 were presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, which quarterback is more likely to win another Super Bowl? Is it Matt Stafford or Tom Brady? Meantime, Jeez. four downs. That's in five minutes, Jay. Four downs is brought to you by... Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you can save. Ready for this? I need someone to say first down. First down. First down. Dolphins at Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Pat Costello, yes. I love Fridays. Dolphins are at Chicago. Miami is favored by five points. The Dolphins have a two-thirds chance to win. 67% on the nose, according to FPI. Dolphins on the money line, minus 225. Chicago plus 185. The over-under is 45 and a half points. So here's the question, guys. Which quarterback would you rather build your franchise around? Tua or Justin Fields? Are you asking us that or are you putting yes. that out for everybody I'm, else? I'm putting it for you. Because I, I plead the one, two, three, four... Look, here's what I would say. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins in this football game. No matter what, 
I think Justin Fields is showing some amazing stuff, but Tua has some weapons at his disposal with Waddle and a guy in Tyreek Hill who could surpass two thousand yards as a receiver he's at the halfway point thus far in the season so when you look at the Miami Dolphins the Dolphins have a 67 percent chance of winning this football game if Justin Fields had those two guys I probably would take Justin Fields Keyshawn Johnson running for governor this boy's slick man he just he could deflect in a heartbeat but I, I feel I feel you though Key I feel just how am I deflecting I just took tour uh, what do you want me to no, do no no no, no. I, I'm gonna say it for you though we both I taking Justin Fields and I rock with Tua I say fins up well, on national I, TV. I, I like to, but if I'm starting my team. I'm taking Justin Fields. I I like how durable he is. I like the way he can move out of the pocket. I like the way and how dynamic he is as a but player. But see, that wasn't. But see, that wasn't the question. What was the question, Max? The question is, which quarterback would you rather build your franchise around? I said Justin Fields. No, you said if you had, if you were drafting. Yeah, that's built my franchise around. No, they already in the league. All right. <laughs> Don't you be slick again, man. You running against Herschel Walker? Here's What's going the, here, on right now? You know what? Oh, that, that was a oh, question for Key. I got a question oh. for you. Jay, I got a question for you. <laughs> yes. That one was for Key. This one's for you. Is Keyshawn Johnson the biggest Dolphins hater around? <sighs> he's starting Say to come around. Chest, son. Wait, Say start, with your chest. He's starting to come around, though. No, like, that's what look, I like about it. He's starting to come it, around. Anytime. You go against the grain, as you can see. What people think you should say, Mm -hmm. they get mad, as we know. The fact that I have always had reservations about Tua and the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins fan base can't stand me. They hate me. I'm part of this long list of receipts that some young man put out that's a, a Miami Dolphin fan. And it's like all the analysts and all the broadcasters who said anything negative about Tua. Wait, my wait. name is on the bottom on, on the left-hand side. I just want to provide context bottom. to our listeners. So it, this is at BMW2 underscore 717. Hey, at Finn's Receipts, my buddy from Wales has a list of all people who have bad takes on Tua. From Wales is in the Wales, UK? There's like, there's like 500 people what? on the list. And I think, Key, your name is at the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, he Why has Why can't they the put you date. at the top? He has the date, though. The date that I said, whatever I said, he didn't appreciate, and that's everybody. But, Key, that's so disrespectful. You ain't bottom. You you ain't the bottom half of 500. You at the top. But I wasn't the first person to say something. Uh, Hey, is there a Wales in Florida? Is there a Wales, Florida? (laughs) Otherwise, this dude is in the U.K. listening so closely to the Dolphins that he's he's got a list, an extensive list, like 100 names on that thing. the, The crazy thing about all this sort of stuff, fellas, is... Whenever you don't say what people in the fan base think you should say about their teams, you become a hater, you become a this, you become key, a that. Key. You know now what, I'm coming around key, to you know it what? because he's showing me key. that he is capable of doing some magical things in the National Football League. Key, don't, key, I, not that I don't key, love him. Key, I just, key, you know. key. All fans want to do, they just want to hear you apologize. There's nothing to apologize about. Well, I just, right. I, 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 I just want to hear you apologize. You know I just, what time you live said, in. If you don't apologize. I just said that I'm taking Tua. But you didn't say I'm sorry. And I'm not going to say I'm sorry. Then you're not apologizing. Okay, here we go. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I don't want to continue to trend Miami Dolphin fans. I am sorry that I am not... Uh, the biggest Tua fan and believe so much in your franchise that you're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I am so sorry. I really am. But what I am not sorry about is beating y'all head in every time I played against y'all when I was a player. It's not a tie in Fort Lauderdale. What do you have to say to Key? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning to you, Max, Keyshawn, and Jay. What up, he said how he said my name, that, though. Um, <laughs> he just waking up. Leave this man alone. Go ahead, Ty. No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. Listen, Keyshawn, look. Used to be used to play for the Jets. So I expect nothing mm-hmm. nothing less than you not, you know, giving us the credit that we deserve. But I just want to say that, you know, between you and Bart Scott on ESPN, you guys really drill down on us. But you guys give credit to everybody else. Ooh. The Jets are no good, Ooh. but you guys still give them credit. So, Trevor so, Lawrence so, played so. bad. Nobody talks bad about him. Ooh. I'm just well, saying, nobody, give us nobody some credit. Nobody care Not about but look, ball, Boss man, don't nobody care about no Trevor Lawrence and no Jacksonville Jaguars? Now, let me ask you this. Is it is it okay to give you the credit as things start to develop? When Tua starts to play yes. better, when people so is it, it isn't that what I'm doing, or or do you want me to nah, anoint him, or do you want me to <laughs> anoint him as soon as he puts on a dolphin jersey? Nah, Keyshawn, don't play victim. I mean, you do. Don't get I'm me not wrong, playing right? victim. <laughs> don't do that. Nah, be very careful saying, because there's a guy in Wales listening to every word you say. All right, that guy in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> we appreciate it. Tell we got to move along. It's Fort time Liquordale. for the second down. That's what my dad got. Second down. Bills at Jets. Bills at Jets. got to work on the voice, Pat. What do you think the spread is in this game off the top of your head, Jay? For Bills. 12 and a hook. The Bills, 12 and a hook at New York. Was that right? Correct. Woo! 12 yeah. and a half yeah, yeah. points. At, yeah, they're 12, on the road. They yeah. get, they, they're giving 12 and a half points. Key they're 12 giving 12 and a half, and the Bills have an 83% chance of winning, according to FPI, look, Buffalo is favored in 10 straight regular season games. It's the longest streak since 1992 uh, for them when it was 12 straight games. So Zach Wilson's up against it. He's going to go up against it. He's 1-5 in his career in division games. Now, when you talk about what they've been able to do, the Buffalo Bills at home, they unleash on teams. They take them to the woodshed. They take care of business Hands down, no question about it. And I don't see why it would be any different against the New York Jets. And Robert Sala, again, he's got some receipts. Now this is when you start to really take a look at those receipts because you're playing against a different competition now. Let's see if the New York Jets minus Brees Hall can come in here and do something. See, I'm mad, I'm, I'm mad at the Bills because I lost some money on them last game. I think the spread was 10 in the hook, and they didn't cover against the No, Packers, they did so. not cover. They, they, they did, did not, not cover, cover and I, I'm aware. I think it's BS, frankly. Um, so I, I'm going to say that they're going to they're gonna make up some money for me this weekend. They're going to cover against the Jets. Are the Bills the best team in the NFL? At home, they are. Yeah. But they're, they're on the road this week. No, they're are they in New York? Yeah. My only thing is I okay. want I want to say the Eagles. I yeah, want to say the, Jets, the Eagles. Though. I just it's who the Eagles have played. Now it doesn't mean that they can't beat the Bills, but that body of work makes me a little bit reluctant to say it's the Eagles. You know what I see? Jump out. Makes me it's say it's the Bills. Guys, we're looking at a graphic here on, on ESPN2. Eagles and Bills, where they rank in the different categories, right? Points per game, Bills second, Eagles third. Opponents points per game, Bills first, Eagles fourth. That's, I mean, they're great offense, great defense. Yards per game, first and fifth, Bills first, Eagles fifth. Opponents yards per game, third and fourth. It's like, really good. Here's what's interesting to me. Turnover margin. The Bills are tied for seventh, which is excellent. The Eagles are first. 
But key, a lot of times turnover margin is not sustainable. That's like, it's not just that you're taking care of the footballs, that you're coming away with takeaways. Some of that is luck. Do you think that that is tilting in the Eagles' favor and that's going to regress to the mean, meaning it's going to normalize and the the Eagles won't be quite as good going forward? Well, they're not going to drop off from 1 to 50. I mean, right. they're not, the bottom's not going to fall out of it. Jalen Hurts fumbled last night, but they got an interception a, a great interception last night. That wasn't luck. That was athletic play mm-hmm. by the defensive back who dove and got the football. So when you look at this football game, the Bills uh, against the Jets in New York, against in, in, in MetLife, they should take care of business. And your question was, are they the better team? I think at home. At home, Bill. Buffalo's good at home. I think Philadelphia's good at home. Even though Kansas City lost to Buffalo early in the year at home, I think Kansas City's good at home. So it just depends on – which team is at home, in my opinion? Neutral site, Eagles or Bills, Key, if you had to pick. Ooh. Ooh. That could be the Super Bowl. It's a legit question, right? Oh, I'm going to take wear the Jalen Hurts jersey. Just go ahead and say the Eagles, man. I think I'm – don't – see, you're going to try – there you go. You've been in – you stop trying to talk me into something. <laughs> I, I, I would I'm take gonna the say, Eagles. I'm going to say the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I would take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in football right yeah. now. I'll take yeah, the Bills. I'll say the Eagles. I'll take the Bills. All right. Listen, those, right. those are the two everyone talks about. In the All right, let's rip in there third. Third down. Third down. Man, ready to get ready to punt. Third down. We need to run the hurry up for Titans at Chiefs. <laughs> 88% the Chiefs have a chance to win. When you look at what Tennessee's been able to do with Derrick Henry on the ground that last several games, is he's just been able to rush away. But now, is there going to be uh, Willis at the quarterback position or is it going to be Tannehill? Because they're going to have to match Point for point, score for score, throw for throw with Patrick Mahomes and company. I don't know that they'll be able to do that on the offensive side of the ball. I'm taking the Chiefs. All I'm going to say is low-key Patrick Mahomes' numbers are better than Josh Allen's. Yeah, better than everyone's. Completion yeah. percentage, yards thrown, touchdowns, interceptions. Just don't sleep on it. Don't By the way, and when you look now. deeper, when you dig deeper, Mahomes also under pressure. All the deeper numbers also like Mahomes. QB rating, ah, I'm just saying, this boy doing something low-key that nobody's really talking about. Yeah, is he still the best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. I think yeah. he is. Until yeah. somebody dethrones him, yes. I mean, I, I, Josh Allen's probably having a better season only because he beat him head-to-head and he made plays down the stretch. But it's, once again, but, body of work and how long have you oh, done yeah. it, right? Yeah, but even like the overall body of work this year, I oh, think Mahomes is probably still the best in the league even this year when you don't think of him that way this yeah. year. Wait, not Joe Burrow? <laughs> no, not, not Joe Justin Burrow Hurst, this year. Though. Wait till the playoffs, then Burrow uh, does what he needs to do. Fourth down. Burrow going to be watching the playoffs next to me and you having a cocktail. Fourth down. That. Fourth down. Brands at Buccaneers. All right. Now I got to make a decision if I want to punt on this one with the Rams and the Buccaneers, or do I want to pick a team? And I think I am going to pick a team. FPI say the Bucks have a sixty-nine yes, percent chance of winning this football game, fellas. I think when you look at it, the Rams are going into Tampa Bay. This was the divisional game last year. The Rams came out and eventually played against the uh, San Francisco 49ers to go ahead and go to the Super Bowl and win it. It's a little bit different now this year. The Rams have been struggling. Cooper Cup banged up a little bit, but also you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've been banged up. They get a few players back on the defensive side of the ball. I'm taking the Bucs in this football game. I think Tom Brady with a little bit of his personal stuff kind of started behind him. He'll feel a little bit better in this game, and he'll get back to that Tom Brady sort of 
quarterbacking that we've seen in the past. Yeah, Max said in his last press conference, Tom Brady looked like he gained a little weight. He's starting to see it. He's starting to come a little healthier. Uh, um, I, see that. I hope he does, though. I hope, I hope look, he's okay. I, look, do, I, ho- I, I feel for him. I'm just going to say this. At the beginning of the year, though, I always said, oh, th- this is the game. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, this is like the game of disappointment, right? The game, you're like, oh, man, like these two teams are both. The disappointment bowl. <laughs> but I will take Tom Brady. I, I do think there will be, this is a bounce back game for him and the Bucks. Rob Ninkovich, which quarterback is more likely to win another Super Bowl? Matt Stafford or Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nink. Ew. Why are you coming at me with that question to start, start my morning out with a question like that? I don't know. Can I go neither? Like, what are yeah. the? They look terrible right now. Both teams look terrible. Like, I, I'll, I'll go with Tom just because it's Tom. I don't know because he's my friend. What about Rob, the rest what, of their What do they have to do, Rob, to get back on track in Tampa? Uh, a lot of things. They got to protect the quarterback. They got to run the ball better. Their defense seems to not be Swiss cheese. Uh, there's a lot of different things that they have to do to be a better football team. I, I think at this point right now, they. they it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to get back on track. All right. Can we talk about something positive? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk let's, positive. Let's, I want to start so on positive I, note. I said this is the key, and I would love for you to tell me I'm wrong. Pound for pound, and I'm not saying they equate to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to be the most successful team as it relates to mm-hmm. what happens on their schedule, even though they are 8-0. and This is the most talented Eagles team I've ever seen. Position by position, yeah. Miles Sanders – A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation, Fletcher Cotts. You talk about, you know, Quinn, the offensive line, all the pieces. Tell me I'm wrong, Nink. Do you not? They're they're loaded. And I said this before the season, that top to bottom, the Eagles had the best roster in the division, number one. They're they're the best team. Everyone's talking about the Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. I said, no, no, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles in that division. They're going to they're gonna be the best team in that division. But now they've developed into, obviously, the best team in the NFL. Like, th- yes. But, Nick, I'm even saying in Eagles history, man. Pound for pound? The receivers, the, history, the, receivers is, the receivers is what kick them over the top. Tell yeah, me what right, team, Nick? pound for pound, position by position. They had T.O. On, on the team that talented. went to the Super Not saying it equates to Super Bowls. Yeah, but that talented. was, that was, talented. That was the, about the, one year, the one year that they went to the Super Bowl – T.O. was with him the majority of the season. Remember, he didn't play throughout the playoffs because of the ankle. Played um, in that Super Bowl, though. Balled but out, he, too. But, but it was just him. Yeah, yeah. It, was it wasn't as him. deep a receiving court. No, it was only it. him. It yeah. wasn't a – this is an A.J. Brown. This is the tight end. This is a Devontae Smith. I mean, this is a lot. They got a lot yeah. of stuff. Just yep. Eagles history, Nick. Yeah, just Eagles history. Out of yeah. all the Eagles team in history. Yeah, you'd have, I mean, listen, I know the game has changed. So the position groups and the way that you see a receiving core, like, you know, you go back 20 years, a receiver, things were different. You know, the way they built rosters out were different yeah. because they wanted yeah. to have more of a power running game. You needed or, a fullback. You, you need a fullback. <laughs> you need, so if you look at the way you build a construct a roster in 2022, that's different. But as far as athleticism, true athleticism and like weaponry, yeah. So I'll, go with you on that. I'll rock with you on that one. Chris in Miami disagrees. What do you got, Chris? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. So I'm I'm originally from Philadelphia. I was raised in the Bronx. So football's a big family thing. The Eagles are not as good as everybody says they are, and what? I'll tell you why. They haven't beaten anybody that you can say is worth it. 
that the only mean team they beat good, and though. they had a backup quarterback was Dallas. That's not the, that, that's not saying that they're not good. You're just saying you haven't. Oh, seen I'm not them. saying they're not good, but I'm, what I'm saying well, is Minnesota, they're not as great as everybody's but, putting but, but, them out to beat. They can only play the but teams Minnesota, in front of them on their schedule. Minnesota is a good team with one loss on their record to the Eagles. To and the Eagles. they'll eventually completely drop off the map because it's Minnesota. Yeah, but you know yeah, the point we, is they as of right everyone now, else. As of right now, no, they still own the map. Yeah. I'm looking at Minnesota's schedule for a second. So they what do you lose, think about that, Nink? They lose to the Eagles. You can't help with what's, what's in your schedule. Like, they've beat every team on their schedule. It's not going to yeah. look at your schedule and say, oh, well, this team wasn't an acceptable team to play against because we need a test. No, they've played eight teams. They've beat eight teams. Like, they can't control what's on their, their scheduling. Now, moving forward, they're – they are in a great position. I think, number one, I've been on teams where you're playing these other teams that nobody thinks, oh, these teams stink. You still have to mm-hmm. go through an NFL season mm-hmm. that is mentally, physically challenging, and you're going to take it. You're going to play teams <laughs> one week. They're a lot better than what their record says they are because you're playing against professional athletes. I don't care. I don't care what you say. Like, yeah, a bad football team, they still have, they're still loaded with talent. Even if they're Absolutely. a bad football team. So who's the best team in the NFL and why? The best team in the NFL right now? I'm going. Oh, I I'm, see you struggling. I see you struggling. It's a fight between the Bills and the Eagles. Right? No, I, I, no, I'm going with the Eagles right now. I'm going with the Eagles. I, I think because the record, yes, they're eight. No. But I like what Jalen Hurts said after the game. And most recently, right after this game, now they're eight. No. He said, I've been in a position in college where I went undefeated, but I lost the national championship. Mm. So I think that they have a great mindset on we haven't done anything in this whole undefeated hoopla that's going on and we continue to win. All this noise that's going to come up doesn't mean anything unless we win a championship. And I think that that starts – that can creep into your mind, this whole like being perfect and and being undefeated and getting into the playoffs and winning – like. The, I think I feel like this team and Kelsey. I think said it like week one. Kelsey, the the center, and he's got a great mindset. This Jason team, Kelsey, yeah, Jason yeah. Kelsey. This team, I feel like, is built on this mental toughness mindset of doesn't matter right now. Like we're focused on each week, and we're gonna build this thing up. But what really matters is when we get to the playoffs and we win a Super Bowl. Like, that's what they're at. And and, and if they get home field advantage throughout, which it certainly seems like that that could possibly be the case, given the fact that the next best opponent that they're going to see is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they could have a stumble up here or there maybe and and have more than one loss, but Dallas seems like that that's the team, but they've already beaten Dallas, and Dallas has one more loss than they do. If they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, Nick, I got them going to Arizona. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're stacked on both sides of the ball. And that's what you're saying. Like Jordan Davis, the big tackle they took out of Georgia is on the is, is on the free. IR. And 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 that like dude's a, that dude's a monster. Right. He's monster. not even there. And so that's gonna affect their run defense and all that kind of stuff. And they're still the best on both sides of the line of yeah. scrimmage, just about. All right, that's Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Thanks as always, Rob. All right, Nink. See ya. I need breakfast. What is that whole thing about the undefeated? Eagles and the mindset Nick just talked about. We're about to get into that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.